This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Idea City Podcast. For more information or to watch talks online, go to ideacity.ca or check out the Idea City channel on YouTube. Hello, and welcome to Idea City on the Air. By the end of the next half hour, you'll be inspired and enlightened by the world's biggest ideas, innovations, and breakthroughs as you hear about them in talks from the planet's smartest people. Moses Neimer's three-day annual Idea City conference in Toronto has been called Canada's premier meeting of the minds, and we're glad to have your mind with us. In this episode of Idea City on the Air, Dr. Mark Liponis speaks about the correlation between money and health. Now, let's join Moses as he introduces Mark to the stage. I became interested in longevity a number of years ago when my pal Mark Liponis invited me to Canyon Ranch where he was the chief medical officer, and put me through every known test to man. The only thing I can remember from that experience is he said, and by the way, you carry the immortality gene. (laughs) It's not a guarantee, (laughs) but apparently it's a gene that appears in less than 1% of the population and is generally speaking, a marker for long life. So I've always thought highly of Mark Laponis ever since. (laughs) And whether or not he was telling me the truth has always continued as a little item in my mind, because even if it's a placebo, it has worked perfectly, Mark. 120 will be a dropkick, slam dunk for you. No problem, Moses. Dr. Mark Laponis. Hi, everybody. Uh, Today I'll be talking about can money buy health. And uh, guessing that most of you in the audience are hoping the answer is yes. Um, um, And I'll cut to the chase. The answer is yes, but the the real question is, well, how much health can money really buy? And to explain that, I'll take you on a journey and compare my patients in two different parts of the world. And uh, the first being at the Spa Canyon Ranch where America's wealthy people come to get healthy, and the second being in the country of Laos in uh, Southeast Asia. And if money uh, can buy health, this is where you probably would see it here at Canyon Ranch where I worked for about 25 years. And yes, people would come and learn how to eat better, learn how to exercise better, learn how to reduce stress, learn how to sleep. And uh, we saw quite a few health turnarounds, and this is the place where John Barlow called it the gold-plated boot camp, where the wealthy get healthy. (laughs) Um, But thanks to my my amazing and wonderful wife, Siobhan, who's right here, um, she's exposed me to a little bit more of the rest of the world, and that is not where people can 
you know, afford all these uh, luxuries, but they have a barely subsistence level of survival in the, in the country of Laos. Uh, and we were in northern Laos, and my wife moved there for six months in 2015 to build a hospital for kids that's still providing free care for all the children in northern Laos. It's the Lao Friends Hospital. It's wonderful. Um, so, if you don't know, Laos is a small landlocked country in Southeast Asia, and uh, they have a communist government and a very impoverished uh, population. And it's an amazing place. There are 49 different ethnic groups. They all have their own customs. They all have their own language. Uh, they have their own dress. They generally don't intermarry. And so when we went to provide care, we would sometimes have three interpreters to get the language down to English where we could understand it. And it's really fascinating to see these different cultures and different people. Of course, the standard of living is quite depressed in Laos. It's uh, 113th on the list of 195 nations, where Canada is actually number eight, and the US at 17 in terms of the standard of living for across eight or 10 parameters. Now, my patients in America, in North America, of course, they're, they're quite well off. They have their own you know, personal trainers. They, have, they go to spinning classes. They take Pilates lessons. They shop at Whole Foods. They have you know, extravagant homes. They have their own personal chefs sometimes. They have opulent bathrooms. And that's quite in contrast to the, the quarters in Laos, where this would be your typical room that you'd stay in as you're trying to, to take care of a village uh, in a town in northern Laos. And the bathrooms were certainly nothing to uh, be uh, you know, very happy about. But you, know, you learn to adapt. And uh, so the question is, can money buy health? And uh, I'd say it can certainly buy good teeth. Uh, <laughs> These are the smiles of my patients. And as you can see, there's not a cavity there. There's, there's not a, a yellow spot to be seen. I mean, you, if you've got money, you can have some good teeth. And in Laos, these poor kids start destroying their teeth before they're even out of primary school. It was really a, an important public health problem that caused problems over li of the, these people's lives. These two women walked for two days to get to our clinic just so they could get their teeth pulled. Um, and that's what happened. So we started to go with uh, varnishes to help kids uh, protect their teeth and toothbrushes to teach them just general dental hygiene. And so, yeah, uh, money can certainly buy good teeth, and that's something to, to keep in mind. Now, my patients, they were all on special diets. They were on, oh, yeah, they had the... Uh, they had the gluten-free, the dairy-free, the lactose-free, the allergy elimination, the lectin-free, you know, all these fad diets. And, uh, you know, at, in Laos, here's the whole foods. Um, the food was, all the whole food was out on the street where they sold it every morning and you would go and pick it up. And this was the hospital food. These are family members cooking for their families members that are in the hospital. So the hospital doesn't supply any food. They're responsible for, you know, feeding themselves. Um, of course, there's not a lot of protein, especially in a landlocked country. You don't have access to the ocean and to good protein sources with fish. And so they would find any protein source they could. For example, any bird that they could catch or the rats that they would catch. And then this was a very common way to get protein in Laos because it was hard to get you know, the amount of protein that you needed to support a family. And every village, of course, had a hog, and that would be part of the, the human food chain uh, in Laos. Of course, 
I didn't see any gyms in Laos. There's no, uh, you know, Gold's Gym. I don't see any fitness uh, places. The lifestyle is very active. They work hard just to survive. Um, I never saw anybody that was like going jogging in northern Laos. This is what they would do is they would bring them a water home to their families. And so it was very different. Um, the lifestyle, of course, was very active and required a lot of exercise and work. And as a result, um, one thing that we did not see in Laos was obesity. They really didn't have it. At least it hasn't gotten there yet. I'm sure someday it will, but for the time being, there's just no obese people in Laos. They're all very trim. And uh, here's the, you know, the line that stands outside the clinic that you know, these people line up and to be seen in the morning. And as you can see, Nobody's overweight. Um, everyone is trim there. Uh, obesity does not exist. But despite that, we were shocked to find double the rates of type 2 diabetes in Laos than exist in the U.S. Currently in the U.S., only 9.8% of the population has type 2 diabetes. In Laos, we found 19% of the adults over 40 were diabetic. Now, that's a surprise. This woman's blood sugar shocked me. I had to test it three times because it was over 500. Uh, she's thin. Uh, and of course, there's no type 1 diabetes in Laos because they don't have insulin therapy. Those children, unfortunately, perish. Uh, this is the face of diabetes in Laos. And I used to think that diabetes in my patients was from them overeating and becoming overweight. Uh, it turns out, no. Uh, diabetes, the source of it, is actually from starvation, from malnutrition. And these are epigenetic changes that are passed on for generations where if your grandmother went through a famine, she likely passed on the trait for diabetes to you. And we know now, and this has been replicated in, in studies, that um, being exposed to famine increases the risk of diabetes. Being uh, a low birth weight infant increases the risk of type 2 diabetes. Uh, in fact, if you go through a severe famine, that increases your chance of diabetes by 64%. And this has really changed my thinking about diabetes because I used to think of it as a disease of overconsumption. Now I know it's an adaptive trait that Mother Nature gives to people who are living in poor food supply. So when the food supply is poor, you see high rates of diabetes. It's not a disease of overeating. It's actually a survival trait that Mother Nature gives us to help us survive the next famine. Coming up after the break. In the U.S., of course, people are taking vitamins, too many vitamins, in fact. They've shown that in the U.S., vitamins may actually increase mortality, but in Laos, they save lives in front of your eyes. Welcome back to Idea City on the Air. You're listening to Dr. Mark Leponis speak about the correlation between money and health. Now, when you're in Laos, um, it's a very interesting place to be, and I hope you get a chance to go visit. Um, when I'm in Laos, I feel like an NBA player. I mean, I'm not that tall. I'm about 5'10", but in Laos, man, I am tall. I'm huge, uh, because the people are so small. And you get used to these people um, being just tiny little humans. Um, and, you know, of course, we always thought that that was because that they're genetically small. And it turns out not to be that at all. Um, but instead, the people in Laos are nutritionally small. They don't have the food supply to support the growth that we see in the U.S. So this is a stunting issue that comes from the lack of good nutrition. Now, in Laos, um, 
It's very different what people die from. My uh, patients in, the, in North America die from cardiovascular disease. They die from cancer. They die from neurologic conditions. These are the diseases that affect us later in, in life, in older age. Um, when we get into our 70s and 80s and 90s, these are the conditions that we're going to be dealing with most likely. But in Laos, they're dying from malnutrition. They're dying from infectious diseases, from things like pneumonia, tuberculosis, insect-borne diseases, and accidents, a very different uh, uh, structure and cause of death. Now, in terms of longevity, um, in my 25 years of experience of taking care of the most wealthy patients, my average patient's life expectancy became 80.5. And for those patients of mine who did not have cancer, it was 82.5 years, whereas the U.S. average is 78.7. So my patients were doing about five years better than, than most Americans on average because of their affluence. Now, this, the problem was, is for my patients that develop cancer, the average life expectancy was only 58.5 in the U.S. And so cancer is the big, bad condition that will shorten our lifespan regardless of wealth. Now, the life expectancy in Laos is about 65, so sure, money can buy health to a degree, but the amount that it can protect us against cancer, unfortunately, is still limited. Uh, in the U.S., of course, people are taking vitamins, too many vitamins, in fact. Um, not only are they getting f vitamin fortified food, you know, their cereals have extra vitamins, their milk is fortified with vitamin D, extra calcium in their orange juice, all of these fortification of foods, and they're taking vitamins on top of that. And, you know, it's hard to know if they're really working. And, in fact, they've shown that in the U.S., vitamins may actually increase mortality. But in Laos, they save lives in front of your eyes. This was a baby that we learned was dying from a condition called beriberi, something that I had read about in medical school and, and learned had never seen a case until going to Laos. And beriberi is a simple vitamin deficiency, a vitamin B1. And when we learned that babies in, in Laos were dying from vitamin B1 deficiency, we got some vitamins. Uh, thanks to the NGOs that are providing vitamins to uh, these remote areas at no cost, uh, we went back to Laos and made sure that every pregnant mother and nursing mother had vitamins to protect their infants against beriberi. Now, also in the U.S., we've got this outbreak of measles and other diseases that should be preventable through vaccines. And if you can look now, you see all the dark blue states where measles has been diagnosed, a disease that was supposed to have been eradicated. And that's because of people that now are, you know, railing against vaccines for their own beliefs. Uh, in Laos, the people queue up to get vaccines. They line up and wait for them. They're dying from vaccine-preventable diseases like pneumococcal pneumonia and meningitis and Japanese encephalitis, these horrible diseases. So in Laos, they're, they're hoping for vaccines. They're praying for them. And yet in the U.S., people are shunning them. And it's really such a contrast. And there are so many uh, diseases related to hygiene. This was a woman that had been fine the day before and came in uh, with some paralysis of her face. And it was due to something called cystocercosis, which are tapeworm eggs in the brain, and that's because they drink the water without purifying it, and then they get the tapeworms in their system and they go to the brain and cause problems. Uh, this poor child that had an infection affecting his entire leg on the left side uh, had not even been up on his feet for many months, and uh, due to, again, the lack of, of good nutrition and good medical care, um, 
We see this commonly, you know, in the US, my, many of my patients wish they could be diagnosed with a thyroid disease so they could take thyroid medicine and, and improve their metabolism and lose the 20 pounds they want to lose, but no. In Laos, they're dying with thyroid conditions. It's so common to see these goiters because of the lack of iodine, uh, because of the lack of a coast. Most of the women that we saw had this. And you know, it was so great seeing the kids and, and uh, how adorable they are and to see them healthier and be able to grow up. And one of the things that we utilized in Laos was ultrasound. Um, they don't have x-rays, they don't have MRI scanners, they don't have CT scanners, so we brought ultrasound. And with that, we were able to really find out what was going on with people. And you know, it's, it's, they've leapfrogged across some of the technology in Laos. And you know, it's not just a one-way street. I've actually been so excited about this because there's now a game-changing technology. This is now, in my pocket, a full, complete ultrasound machine that plugs into my phone. Yeah. This has the capability of doing everything that my in-office uh, ultrasound machine here can do. So this is something that's coming back from Laos, and now it's being used in my office every day. There's not a patient that leaves my office without getting a full ultrasound scan. Uh, it's a requirement, and I really feel that if, if we're gonna make progress with cancer, we have to do that. We have to do screening. We need early detection. Uh, in Laos, the kids, don't have iPads, they don't have iPhones, they have iTires, and they have, you know, iBilliards, and they have, you know, iSwings, but, you know, they're still pretty happy. Um, these kids don't need all these electronic gadgets to really live a happy life. And in Laos, I found, despite the lack of money, you've got some very happy people. Um, and I learned that you know, money is not a requirement to be happy. So the lessons learned, money can buy some health, but only to a point. Cancer cuts across economic lines. Where you live is more important than your genetics. Diabetes is not a disease, it's an adaptation to starvation. Vitamins and vaccines do work and hygiene helps, but dirt isn't all bad and nutrients are geographic, and these fad diets are really a luxury. Exercise is important, but it's not gonna save us in the end. Uh, wealth can lead to longer lives, fewer kids, fewer infections, but more cancer and cardiovascular deaths, and happiness is not, wealth is not a requirement for happiness. Thank you very much. I'm carrying two of Dr. Laponis's books. You can get them upstairs. They will save your life. Um, and <laughs> I, I, just, I just can't resist reading from the letter that the Canyon Ranch sent me with regard to those tests that were taken way back when, if you would just indulge me for a second. Uh, this is a letter from Mark Laponis. I'm writing to provide you with some additional information about the genetic testing you underwent at Canyon Ranch in 2004. Uh, of particular interest was your APOE pattern. Turns out yours is the most rare of all patterns. So far, we know that your genetic pattern is linked with a higher likelihood of living to be 100 a lower risk of developing Alzheimer's disease, and a lower risk of cardiovascular disease. If all that's true, then good advice would be to wear your seatbelt, look both ways when you cross the street, 
and keep that DeLorean under the speed limit because a truck is probably going to have to get you at the very end. You lucky dog. Long live Moses. Hell yeah, long live Moses. I love that. Thanks for listening to Idea City on the Air. Catch Moses Neimer's Idea City Conference live every June in Toronto or on regularly scheduled radio and TV shows throughout the year. And find hundreds of talks online every day at ideacity.ca. For more information about Idea City, find us online at ideacity.ca, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or youtube.com slash ideacity. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.